0: Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. Friends, did you know that you have access to the supernatural via the Holy Spirit? Did you know that we were created to have access to the Holy Spirit? Do you know that we can also be good stewards of the Holy Spirit? And we actually need to normalize the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, we have so much to talk about today because we are going to be talking about joy and the supernatural. To help walk us through this conversation, I am so pleased to welcome our very special guest, Rocky Wimmy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Where do we start? (laughs) We need to start, I think, by, first of all, let's get to know you
1: just a little bit, Rocky. Have you always known the Lord? No, I haven't. Um, And as a matter of fact, a few years ago, I got to share part of my testimony right here on QFM when we were getting ready for our first Hope Arise Women's Conference. I wasn't raised in a Christian family. Um, I didn't marry into a Christian marriage. But um, as a young girl, the Lord always pursued me. I didn't know that at the time that it was the Lord, but Um, Throughout my childhood, I had recurring dreams. I just had a different sort of personality and character about me that seemed to not always really fit in, seemed to be unusual. And yet, as I grew and just paid attention to things around me, I sensed the urgency of the Lord. He brought people across my path, as He does for everyone, and I started to be more aware of that, and here I am. Here you
0: are. Here I am. Which in and of itself, we <laughs> should let people know, is completely a God-ordained <laughs> anointing yeah. in that we had actually coincidentally, God incidentally as I like to call it, yeah. had been meeting with uh, individuals separately at a coffee shop. We, of course, make the connection and a week later we're talking and now here you are in the air. I know. <laughs> Praise I God. Know. God <laughs> is so good. God is so good. Yeah. Now, at some point in your walk in the Christian In your Christian walk, you start to understand, and I'm going to call it uncover this like power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, the really cool thing about that is the thing that drew me in was that I was encountering a lack of the Holy Spirit. And so the more I started to dig into the Word, in Mark 16, Jesus gives us the Great Commission, and then He says, You will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You'll cast out demons. You'll raise the dead. Um, you'll take up any deadly thing. This Great Commission that He gave us. And the more that I was growing into the reality of Him in my life, I thought, none of those things... Are following after me. You are saying here, Lord, these things will follow, those that believe. And so, am I not a believer? Or am I lacking something? Or or where's this disconnection? And right about at that same time, uh, Patricia King started coming into the Twin Cities to do prophetic conferences. And I was just invited by some local gals to attend one. Went down there, and there was a flyer to attend a ministry school, a supernatural ministry school uh, called Miracles in the Marketplace International. I felt that tug. Again, get one of those flyers. Get one of those flyers. It was a four-day conference. And the whole time I'm arguing with this voice, I'm not going to do that. I live in Bemidji. This is the cities. How's that going to work? What's my husband going to say? All of this stuff. And Saturday night when they were taking down the whole conference, we just happened to be lingering because one of the friends I was with was talking to one of the presenters and they're taking down that booth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't take one. I felt like I was supposed to take one. Now is your last chance. And I grabbed it all the way home. Not disrespectfully, but laugh saying, Yeah, okay, you think this is going to happen. I'll hand this over to my husband, Lynn, and he's going to say, Nope, forget about that. And so I handed it to him, and he wanted to think about it for a few days. And a few days later, he said, You know what? I think you're supposed to do this. And so I ended up attending a ministry school in the cities, driving every week, oftentimes twice a week. and learning about the prophetic, learning about the laying on of hands, going out onto the streets and just giving the love of God to other people and watching that transform them. And here I am. Amen. I love that you're bringing up this piece
0: about... You were a Christian, but you were sort of looking around, going, hey, "Wait a minute!" But there's something I'm still missing. There's a piece of this, and I remember going through that in my own journey. Wow. And I remember, you know, I accepted the Lord. I down on knees. I mean, it was a it was a profound experience. But I knew something was still missing, yes. and I had continued to pray for this thing that people kept calling this baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Because I really didn't know what it was. I was pretty new in all of this. And I literally, Rocky, I can remember the day, the time, the moment as I'm walking around the BSU track, <laughs> praying for this <laughs> baptism of the Holy Spirit, come on, and Lord. literally all of a sudden I went <gasps> and I could not breathe. And I fell to my knees and I knew in that moment that the Holy Spirit <laughs> had come in and, and I was never the same. It completely, it completely transformed the way I would see things, the way the word
1: would speak to me, the way I would pray over people. It is profound. That is. That's what he does and that's what he wants to do. And so I don't know when this beautiful, um, Outpouring of joy came upon you, Deborah, when all of this started to manifest. But that's part of the fruit. Yes. Amen. Um, and when you list the fruit of just being the temple of the Holy Spirit and how he changes our lives, it's like, why wouldn't we? Yes.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. And what I also love about what you're talking about is, what Jesus gave us in this great commission. And one of the things that I remember even as a little girl, even though I'm not going to say I knew the Lord, definitely not like I know him now, right? But I remember this one thing always stuck out to me when Jesus was speaking and he said, I will send one that is even more powerful than (laughs) I. And I remember as a little girl, what does he mean by that? Like, what does he mean I'm going to send one more power? Like, what does that look like? Is, you know, because, of course, think about today's Marvel comics and this kind of (laughs) stuff, right? Like, are we, you know, is the Incredible Hulk coming? Or, you know, what is this, right? The superpower. But it is a supernatural power. Yes, it is. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when we really start to dig in, Acts is one of my favorite books of the Bible, because, of course, it's all about the Holy Spirit, right? But when we understand this and when we embrace what the Holy Spirit has, this is where the miracles are happening, it right? And, yep. and, and it is a gift. And it's also something you also talk a lot about, um, the integrity, responsibility, and being a good steward of this. Yeah. How does
1: one become a good steward of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I think it's an intimate relationship with everybody. So it could be different for everybody. But in my case, it was first of all, knowing that same experience, knowing the moment it happened. And it's like, whoa, I'm not going back. Things have changed. And then, um, just even being able to wrap my head around that because it was so supernatural, but then having to dig in, or in my case, I had to dig in like, you know, because I had a lot of people around me and a lot of church people, and this is without judgment, say, well, no, that's past or that's not for today. And so I had a lot of controversy swirling around me where I thought, Many people base their beliefs, especially their spiritual beliefs, on what they've heard or what they've been told. And I'm a researcher. I'm somebody that has a curiosity that wants to know. And so I started to research the Word, and I started to dig in for myself. And when these things um, that I was reading seemed so unbelievable or even impossible to me, that indwelling of the Holy Spirit I would hear these voices and I would hear these whispers, which is not made up. Isaiah says, you will hear an audible voice behind you saying, this is how it works. Walk this way. Listen to me. I've already made your path. And so then I'd stop and just kind of speak into the air and like, well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know what that means, so what do you want me to do with that? And then I'd go back to the Word and read some more, and there, it seemed like there would be counsel on that, or it seemed like I would get this Word of Wisdom, or get an understanding that wasn't from myself. And so, as I would get these things and journal them and share them with people around me, and that's another thing all in itself too, because woohoo, people can see you. whoa. And um, but as they began to manifest and prove themselves in my life and in your life and in anybody that will dare to step into that radical obedience, then how can a person argue about experience? There's opinion from a lot of people, but then there's actual reality of experience manifesting. And so that's how I started to steward it well, is because I see that Holy Spirit's a person. It's not an it, it's a he. And he was present with me, and we have dialogue constantly. And
0: one of the things that I, I also encourage people to do is check it against the word. If you start to hear some kind of a voice and it's very clearly not something that would be of the Lord or yeah. it does not get supported by the word, yeah. that's a different conversation, oh, right? Yeah. And and we also want to acknowledge, yes, there are people medically that may have something else going on. We are not Good in point. any way, shape or form. Uh, dismissing that whatsoever no. we want to be very accepting and responsible about that yeah. and what we also know is that people who are truly knowing the Holy Spirit there is and Rocky I probably never shared this with you but prior to my actually being you know and what I call in fullness of Christ or whatever I actually almost took my own life one Whoa. day and I heard an audible voice speak out to me And very clearly said, I've put people in place to help you now use them. I mean, literally. So I do believe that this can happen and it is there and it can be so real when you have the beautiful opportunity to experience this. Yeah. I'm curious, when we say the word supernatural, that probably brings up other images. Mm -hmm. How do
1: you respond to that with people? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, uh, because I am a researcher, I'm also a word person, and I love words. So um, the most common definition I think you'll find in uh, the variety of dictionaries that are available nowadays um, defines supernatural as something that cannot be defined by science. And so that wasn't good enough for me. And so I, I dug into the word super. And I love that we referred earlier to superpowers because that's become a cliche amongst uh, spirit filled believers when they greet each other in fun saying, Hey, what's your superpower? Meaning, what is our gifting or what is the anointing that God's given us to steward? But the word super within itself is defined as something higher than, something extra ordinary, something that can't be defined as normal. And then, of course, natural is anything to do with what nature can contrive. And so supernatural then is defined as something higher than what can happen naturally, or something more than a human being can contrive on their own and so um, and I believe the reason that a lot of people shy away from it is because it isn't something that can be explained and it isn't something that we can conjure up on our own and so for generations actually I'm gonna say for centuries I'll step out and say for centuries the church shied away from it because the church wants to make sure that everything is in control of what they see as order
0: we're going to come back to this because we have a okay. lot more to talk to this about church order supernatural and so much more we're speaking with rocky wimmy we are talking about the supernatural and how we bring joy from this this is Devin gregor live joy share joy we'll take a brief pause
2: are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice, serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let T. Maylesworth, Noemi, and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 Six five five six. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, Personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W E I G H S, or call me today at 218 368 4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Rocky Wimmy. We are speaking about the supernatural. And Rocky, going into the break, we were just talking about the definition of supernatural. We were talking about church and order. And let's talk about this impact of the church on the supernatural and, and why sometimes we can get into that. I don't know if conflict is the right word, but misunderstanding maybe is a better word for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's because of the supernatural being that thing that can't be controlled. And so now um, we're invited by God to step into a higher level of trust into the unknown, a higher level of faith. And of course, those of us that have dared to do it, and it's scary. I mean, I'm not saying that, um, yeah, woohoo! this is an easy thing to do. But when you put your trust in a God where you don't know the outcome, in our own natural ability, we want to be people that know. And um, there's, uh, there's just that level of trust. That's all I can say. But many, many people have not yet been able to step over that threshold of full trust or of radical trust. And so they'd rather just not go there. Well, let's just not deal with it. We'll deal with the things that we know. And that's where all of those odd theologies come from, uh, cessationism and, um, you know, don't go there, tongues are no more. But... Uh, the reality and the truth is is that because of that i mean we if we're going to talk about supernatural we have to admit that we have an enemy that is also supernatural and is always seeking ways to deceive and to distort and when the church decided to step away from the supernatural The enemy rushed in and said, hey, I'll grab a hold of that. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. And so because of the many generations that the church allowed that to happen, we now associate, many people do, uh, the supernatural with the occult. Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite. God is a spirit. And it, he says in the word, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. So those of us that are daring to step out are taking back from the enemy what he stole and we're bringing the supernatural back into God's kingdom on earth and what a blessing what a amen. gift amen it, it's so true well and even in in
0: preparing for this it uh second corinthians uh chapter 5 verse 5 now he who prepared us for this very purpose to god who gave us the spirit as a pledge <laughs> like hello yeah. we have a commitment here yes And we should not take that commitment lightly. No. Like, this is the whole thing. And this goes back to what you were talking about with the Great Commission. Yeah, Like, this is a piece of our call as Christian people. Yeah. We're created for it. We are created for this. And one of the things I know you and I had spoken about is that we were created to have access to the Holy Spirit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How amazing is that? Amazing. He lives in us. No separation. No distance. No separation. He chose us, despite of our stuff. He chose to dwell in us. And so there's that intimacy and that relationship that gets to be as deep as we choose it to be or as shallow or non-existent. But many more of us now are stepping into saying, you know what, I don't want to live life the way I've been living it anymore. There's so many people that are so unfulfilled. I know I was created for purpose. I know that I was created for the more. And this is how we get to experience that. We come into our identity. Yes. That's what it's our about. Our identity in crisis. There's so much about this, right? Yeah, yeah. How do we normalize the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit? Uh, for me, the way that I normalize it is I continually ask God every day, Lord, bring me the encounters with people that you planned for me in the ancient times. You know, he says, I knew you before I even created the world. Bring those encounters to me, Lord, and help me then to be willing to release you into that. And I found when I partner with him and I engage with him in the start of my every day, when these encounters happen, then I have a choice. I can either... Uh, Go back to the dullness of not being spiritual or be ready at the quick. He says, be ready at the quick. And when I'm ready at the quick and I see these encounters and I release into them and I pray over them and I speak into them, it's a 24-7 thing. Then it's not something that you think about. It's something, it's a kingdom lifestyle that you live. Yes, amen. And people see it.
0: And this is something that I often hear from people. It's like they want what you have. Yeah. They can see that you have something that they want, but it's like, well, how do I get that? Yeah. So let's share with people. How do they get it?
1: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, exactly what you said, they need to see it. You spoke about miracles in the Great Commission and how people are seeing miracles. Well, Jesus said, signs and wonders are not for the believer. Signs and wonders follow the believer so that unbelievers can see. That these things that I'm doing are really real. So first of all, for us, again, to dare to step into that radical obedience, to release signs and wonders. Sometimes we don't want to lay hands on somebody and pray because the old mindset is that, well, I tried that before and that didn't work. Well, we pray for the sick Like it's the first time, every time, or at least that's what I do. And we trust that God does the work. And if we'll do those things, people begin to see these things happen. Or we give testimony like you did to many of these things, to maybe getting to one's, the end of their life where they don't want anymore, or getting to that moment of Holy Spirit indwelling. Sharing those testimonies can oftentimes be the key that sparks in someone else. I did that. I felt that way too. And so it's us being willing to be ready to speak. Jesus said, I only say what the Father tells me to say. I only do what the Father tells me to do. So being in that partnership and having that awareness and then being ready to say it or do it. Mm -hmm. And, And he places the right people in those situations at the right time.
0: And it may sound obvious, but the way that we're able to be available to those things, to, to, as you mentioned with the, right, yeah, with the yeah. snap there, is that we are in communion with the Lord, which is we are in prayer. We are in the word. We are hanging around people who can fuel the Lord in us. At, like when you and I get together for coffee, <laughs> trust me, friends, the whole coffee shop knows that we're there <laughs> because you can't miss it. Oh. Um, but there is definitely something about um, how we choose to be. Mm-hmm. Foundationally, it starts with how are we with the Lord? Yeah. Because if we're not pure in the Lord, if we are not clean with who He is to, you know, how He's working in us, yeah, there's
1: probably going to be something that's not going to work in the equation. There is going to be, Dad, because our own flesh and our own soulish thinking gets in the way. And um, so it's like that pebble being dropped in the water that we spoke about earlier. And so the thing is, is that when we are in the coffee shops and when like even in this um, studio where we got to share with Philip in the beginning before we were recording and we were lifting up the name of Jesus, the thing is that seeds are constantly planted. We talked about a garden. Seeds are constantly planted. And even in the coffee shops, there are people that are hearing and some people um, well, even when I was speaking with my guest and you were at the other table, you said, oh my gosh, I heard you guys speaking about the Lord and I was so interested and I just wanted to be there and go over there. There are so many hurting people that hear those things and they yearn for that. And so for us to be bold enough to know that what we're doing is making an impact that we may never see those ripples in the water. We may never see those that continue to go out and to go out and to go out, but they're there and they're real because God breathes on them and their Holy Spirit created. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: Yeah. One of the things I want to make sure we get in is talking about praying for strategies mm. because this is one of your big things is that we have to <laughs> pray for strategy because praying is great. Listening mm. is great. We also need a strategy sometimes. <laughs> it's a lot better when it's God's strategy, not our own strategy, right? I'm sure right, am sister? I like am I singing our tune?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the thing is, is that the word says all things are possible for those that believe. Or in the Old Testament, it says, um, nothing is impossible with God. And so how many times every day do we come across impossibilities? I know I do. And so once we learn to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and we're carrying him constantly, it becomes a dialogue. So I'm saying Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what am I going to do? I don't I don't see the answer for this. And then I honestly expect that he's going to show me or give me an answer or lead someone to me whatever it is, he's going to show that to me. And there are testimony after testimony for all of us where we've received that. And then the word goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll make your path clear. When we're willing to just honor him and thank him, he says, I'll make your path clear. I'll give you that audible voice. I'll give you strategies that the world now is seeking, that I've actually created for the church, like in technology, in business, in education, in the seven mountains of influence that nobody knows yet, but I'm wanting my people to explode onto this global environment. But it takes time dialoguing with me and not only just praying to me, but listening back To what I have to say and then acting on it. Yeah, amen,
0: amen. Rocky, I feel like we could go on and on because there's so much because the Holy Spirit goes on and on, right? Working through people. Mm -hmm. If you were to give people just that final thought, the most important thing you want them to take away from today's
1: show, what would it be? Uh, The thing that I would say to everybody is this, even those that are carrying the Holy Spirit or those that have wondered or those that have rejected, whatever it is, I would say, ask, ask the Lord to show you himself, let everybody else's opinion go, let old mindsets go and just go to him and say, you know what, you're the only one that has the truth, you are the truth. And I need to know your truth. So I'm asking you to align things in my life to show me what is the truth about Holy Spirit and the supernatural. And then listen and expect he's going to show you.
0: Amen. I believe my friend. (laughs) Woo! We (laughs) are on by God. Rocky, Wimmy, thanks so much for coming in to talk today about the supernatural. Yeah, I love this. This has been so much fun. Will you come back in the future? Yes, oh, I good. will. We have a lot more to talk about. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rocky, for coming in. We want to thank Philip Elki for engineering today's program. We want to thank all of you for listening. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing about your supernatural journey because the Holy Spirit is <laughs> where it is at. Thanks so much for joining us, friends. This is Deb McGregor reminding you to live, share, and lead with joy. Have a great day. Live joy.